The American Council of the Blind presents ACB Reports, a monthly news magazine containing topics of interest to people who are blind or have low vision. I'm Mike Duke. This month... Distance Learning. What is it? And how can it be of benefit to you? Find out as ACB Reports for March devotes the entire issue to a panel presentation of the subject of distance learning as presented during the ACB convention in 2008. The panel participants were introduced by ACB Treasurer Mike Godino. Brian Charlson is Vice President of Computer Training Services for the Carroll Center in Watertown, Massachusetts. Mr. Charles Young is the President of the Hadley School for the Blind in Winnetka, Illinois. Dr. William Penrod is Director, Teacher Preparation Program for Visually Impaired and Orientation and Mobility, Louisville, Kentucky. Brian. Thank you very much. Some 24 years ago or so, I applied to a place called the Carroll Center for a part-time temporary substitute teacher job. For the first 17 years, I was a classroom instructor at the Carroll Center teaching blind and visually impaired men and women, uh, children and adults to use access technology, starting back in the day of the AppleSoft software on Apple II Pluses, through the glorious days of DOS, and then on into the somewhat more difficult days of Windows. And then about seven years ago, the agency decided to, uh, to kick me upstairs a little bit and I became the manager of the program. One of the first things I did was take a look at the statistics for the program over the course of those years. And it was amazing to me that just about like clockwork, each year we taught 200 to 250 individuals how to use access technology. Now we are the primary place you get access technology training for all of the state of Massachusetts, much of Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, Connecticut, and upstate New York, as well as a couple of peculiar situations where we have a good relationship, for example, with the state of Oklahoma. We have students who come to us from all over the world, and in the course of those years, I've taught people from about 40 different countries. One of my problems is that during those same years, the blindness population continued to grow, but the number of people we were serving was not. And over that period of time, more and more of the people we were serving, we had served before. So the money would run out well before the need was met. At this point, we're probably serving two out of three of our students we've seen before. How are we going to get past that problem when we're a private not-for-profit? The answer to the question for us, we thought, might be distance learning. Distance learning has allowed us to expand our services to get into the homes and businesses and classrooms, allowing us to double the number of people we've served. We started this about five years ago under the name Carol Tech, C-A-R-R-O-L-L-T-E-C-H dot org, and provide people opportunities to learn how to use JAWS, Window Eyes, Magic, Zoom Text for Microsoft Outlook, PowerPoint, and Excel, as well as specialty programs like the Duxbury Braille Translator. We thought that this would give us an opportunity to continue to support people's continuing need for education. 
It was not an easy job. We started out uh, by going out and seeing if we could buy into something like Blackboard or WebCT. Everybody ever tried to buy such a thing knows that they say that it's scalable, but the scale begins at 2,000 seats and goes up. So we ended up having to make our own. And we created a nice website, utilizing some standard software out there to create the necessary multimedia materials and online quizzes, et cetera, et cetera. We eventually built up the system and continued to make modifications over the past seven years. Most recently, we realized that even with the staff that we put toward this, we were going to need others to participate if we were going to make distance learning really a deal changer. So we established a consortium called Connect. Connect.org is now on the net. It's currently strictly a brochure page, but it will grow. And it includes partners in rehab and in special education, including the Perkins School for the Blind and the Washington School for the Blind. So we're looking to find ways to take all of the incredible resources in the minds and hearts of the professionals in the field of blindness, both rehab and special education, capture that, put it online, and make sure that others have access to that information. Some of our partners are doing things like creating algebra courses that actually make sense to a blind person. That's the Washington School. Canadian National Institute for the Blind has just joined in as a partner. So we are not only going to cover the United States, but the entire North American continent before we're done. Again, distance learning is an important part of how we get our services out. We also wanted to make a change in the paradigm where so many people are saying, nobody will pay for me to get the training. I get the training once and rehab won't pay for it again. And you all know that it's only a matter of months now before the technology changes. So instead of waiting for rehab to buy the seats, we price them in such a way that individuals should be able to. A typical course at the Carroll Tech is 30 hours of content, and the price is $100. It is our intent not only to create online opportunities, but also to make it so that it's affordable to individuals and you can decide what you want to know, what you need to know, and when you need to know it, not a wait around for the system to do it. Our other partners on the panel today are going to talk about distance learning from their perspective, and all of it makes an incredibly rich quilt of opportunities, but we have to take those opportunities. Thank you for your attention, and I'll pass it now on to Chuck Young, the director of the Hadley School for the Blind. Just to give you a snippet of history, Hadley began in 1917 when uh, William Hadley lost his vision. He was a public school teacher. And he taught himself Braille, and somebody said after a couple of years, why don't you teach other people that are similarly situated that don't have opportunity to learn Braille? He did up hand lessons and mailed them to a woman in Kansas, and that was our first student. And now, 88 years later, we have 125 courses that we offer in 110 countries in all 50 states. We'll have as many as five or 600 students at any given time in California, and we'll have as few as 35 students in Alaska uh, studying with Hadley, plus our students from, uh, again, 110 countries. We offer distance education courses in literacy, leisure, independent living, business courses, employment courses, and we also offer courses for parents of blind infants, and we also offer courses for professionals and work with the blind, including those people who volunteer to work with people who are visually impaired and blind. 
The good news is all of our courses are entirely free to individuals who are blind and their family members. Even better, the student who studies at Hadley gets their choice of the medium from which they want to study. We offer our courses in large print. We offer our courses in Braille. We offer our courses in recorded format. And most recently, we've now offered courses online in our eHadley format. Now, unlike many distance education programs, we just don't send you the course and you're on your own. Every one of our courses comes with a qualified instructor who is available to you by 800 phone number, by mail, fax, or email, and that instructor's purpose is to make sure you have the best possible experience with your distance education that you're taking from Hadley. And finally, all of our courses are designed for adults, uh, for professionals, for parents. They're not courses that were written for children and converted to uh, be sent out to adults. There are four schools within the school at Hadley. There's the Adult Continuing Education Program, which most people think about. We have over 7,000 students enrolled in Adult Continuing Education. And those might include classes like chess, uh, container garden, independent living courses, any course that deals with the human eye and the condition that causes visual impairment, business courses such as Excel spreadsheet, business communications, what have you. Our second school that I want to mention is our school for family members, and that's for parents who are raising blind infants or infants with low vision. We have a lot of grandparents enrolled in that program as well. And then we have the Hadley School for Professional Studies, which is for teachers, counselors, paraeducators, uh, volunteers, but it's courses for professionals, and we have over 3,000 professionals enrolled in that program. And as an example, I had a teacher from Malta, which is a small island country in Europe, uh, come and spend the week with me at Hadley last year, and he's the only teacher of the blind in Malta, and he received all of his training through Hadley courses. And finally, I'll mention we are a state of Illinois high school. People get confused and think we're a GED program. We're not. We will evaluate where you are in your high school transcript experience, and we'll help you put together a program so you can either graduate from the Hadley High School or you can transfer Hadley courses back to your local high school and seek a diploma from your local high school. Most of our high school students are in their 30s, 40s, and even on up to their 70s in age. So we're very proud of the Hadley High School. If you go on our website, you can see the entire catalog at Hadley School. Many of the courses have a sample lesson that you can take free. And also you can watch a video of the entire graduation from the high school class from last year. Now, new initiatives at Hadley where we're using distance education in different ways that I think might appeal to some of you and some of you might not have heard of these. We're offering seminars at Hadley, which is every three or four weeks, we pick out a topic that we think might be interesting to blind people from around the world, such as last July we did barbecuing and had uh, how a blind person might be engaged in barbecuing. Or at Christmas time uh, last November, we did online shopping. Uh, we do a lot of uh, seminars on technology, uh, doing seminars on employment and cell phone business. We bring in an expert to talk about those subjects for an hour, and then we take questions for about a, another 30 minutes. These are free courses that you can listen to on the internet. All of these seminars are archived on our website, so you can go back and listen to the barbecuing anytime you want to. Uh, Kids in the Kitchen for blind children uh, being involved in the kit was very popular. Woodworking was another one that was very popular with probably 60 or 70 people participating, but you can listen to that online. 
we have probably the world's largest school for the blind, and we now have perhaps maybe the world's largest library for the blind, which is a collaboration or partnership with Bookshare.org, where anybody who is a Hadley student, U.S., and who is print disabled can download some 35,000 books and 150 of the most popular American newspapers. And that's entirely free to Hadley students, the BookshareHadley.org uh, library collaboration. Many of our people are parents and uh, siblings and, and students who have taken a lot of courses from Hadley and, and they want to go to work and they want to put that to uh, practice. And I said, what better occupation than a teacher of the blind? So. We have partnered with Utah State University, who has an extensive experience in distance education, and they have an associate degree as a paraeducator to work with deafblind children that's now available, and we're working with them to have a paraeducator associate degree and work with blind children, and that will be available this fall. Now, keep in mind, although Hadley is involved in, in this and in offering the training and the teaching, this is real college courses with real college credit and real college tuition. So you have to be eligible to attend Utah State University. The good news is Utah State University is going to treat all their distance students in this project as in-state students. So you will not have to pay out-of-state tuition if you want to attend this program. I think this is going to soon lead to a bachelor's degree in the next couple of years, a bachelor's degree in special ed and possibly a master's degree. And all this will be done with Hadley and Utah State teaching the courses and you'll never have to set foot on the campus of either Hadley or Utah State to get this degree. Finally, we're going to develop a national executive leadership institute with training for the best and brightest young emerging leaders who are themselves blinded to assume the leadership roles as the baby boomers drop out of the uh, employment community. And as of my meetings last week in Montreal, it's going to be not a national executive leadership institute, but it'll be an international executive because we have a lot of interest from other countries as well. We have a school in China called Hadley China, and we teach English to the blind people on mainland China. And this is our 20th anniversary we'll be celebrating uh, uh, this year of Hadley China. But some very interesting things have transcribed. Uh, we have a uh, Hadley graduate by the name of Christy Gilson who went on to get her doctorate degree at the University of Illinois. And Christy, when she was doing her Fulbright scholarship work, uh, was in Hong Kong, and she went to visit our school in Fuzhou, and she kind of fell in love with our school and our students in China. And since she's come back, she offers an internet chat room once a week where she helps our Chinese students practice their conversational English. And that's kind of evolved, and now our Chinese students want us to put Mandarin in our Hadley catalog, and they want to get on the internet and Skype and teach students in the U.S. and other countries conversational Mandarin. And I'm right now working with a grant with the U.S. State Department to provide employment for our Chinese students. Uh, this is, I don't know if this is going to fly, but we're going to try to put together a program where we pay our best students in China to a tutor American students in the school system that are studying Mandarin by the internet, and they'll get a very uh, handsome wage, uh, U.S., while they work in China as tutors uh, for students studying Mandarin here in the United States. Finally, I say we would be happy to customize any programs, uh, teacher certification programs, Braille programs. We recently uh, worked with the seven uh, major U.S. dog guide schools to offer a course in all things dog guide. Uh, we're working with National Industries for Blind for a business series for blind employees of National Industries. If they complete our course that we've jointly developed with NIB on Internet Beyond the Basics, 
Excel spreadsheet, fundamentals of business and business communications and business writing. They'll be recognized by National Industries for Blind with a Hadley NIB certificate. So with that, I will say, with our experience around the globe, Hadley School for the Blind proudly proclaims that the world is our campus. Thank you. I'm Bill Penrod from the University of Louisville. I spent 28 years uh, teaching uh, students with disabilities in public schools and spent a lot of that time also teaching part-time at residential schools. I've worked as a uh, private contractor in many of the school districts in the Commonwealth of Kentucky, and I've done a little bit of work in Indiana and Tennessee, too. I got my credentials in orientation mobility at uh, Peabody College at Vanderbilt University, and I, uh, I received also master's degrees at the University of Louisville in visual impairment and career in occupational education. After retiring from Jefferson County Public Schools, I was asked to come and refine a fledgling distance education program at the University of Louisville. What I want to talk to you about is basically the pragmatics of distance education as it relates to all distance education and specifically to the University of Louisville. You know, we all have concepts of what distance education is. And a concept we, we know is a mental image of what something is or is not, should or should not be. Well, distance education is uh, a term that has been used for many, many years, and it may include uh, uh, online courses as we uh, have at the University of Louisville and uh, most other VI programs across the United States that are certifying teachers of the visually impaired. Frankly, because we are preparing professionals for a uh, low incidence population, I can't see how very few programs that are preparing professionals for this population can exist without distance education because, you know, there's so few of us and the, the instruction is so content-based and intense, you have got to be able to get it to uh, uh, persons where they need it. And unlike the, in my day, back in the uh, 60s through the 80s, when I was coming up through the educational systems and uh, doing my uh, professional preparation, people just don't take off for a year or a year and a half and go to Peabody or uh, Western Michigan or any of the other big institutions uh, and leave their families. It just wasn't working. We could not populate the fields uh, because people couldn't leave their families and people could not leave their jobs. And many people that were primarily interested in orientation and mobility and becoming orientation and mobility instructors were already VI teachers. So were they going to leave the 10, 12, 14, sometimes as many as 20 kids on their caseload for a year and a half and let them be unserved or underserved to pick up an additional certification? No, it wasn't working. That prompted the distance education. That is a, a sound argument for distance education, if nothing else. Distance education may be correspondence. Uh, it may be uh, uh, satellite courses, and uh, we have one of our video streamed satellite courses, and, and one of the uh, uh, courses in my program. In fact, it's a cornerstone course, uh, which is the aspects and characteristics of visual impairment and blindness, is a video stream course because so much of teaching the anatomy of the eye and the eye conditions is a visual matter. Now, the trick is, with something that is so highly visual in learning the structure and the anatomy of the eye, how do we make that accessible for uh, uh, persons with visual impairment? 
Well, we do that with a lot of understanding. We do that with a lot of hands-on. We do that with a lot of uh, mentoring from uh, the school systems. And we do that because we're all in the field and we love it. So we want to uh, prepare our professionals to better serve our school children. So we make it up as we go, but we get the uh, knowledge across and the competencies across. Most programs, and I, uh, I know for sure the University of Louisville is none of any one of these models that I just showed you. It's an eclectic hybrid. We pair up the satellite, the video streaming, and the distance ed online with face-to-face -face courses. You cannot teach orientation and mobility for teachers via correspondence. I don't care how you do it. You've got to have it face-to-face. -face. You've got to have people out there that learn how to walk the walk themselves. Our next highest emphasis at the University of Louisville is in Braille, Braille competency. If you have a VI program, distance ed, or face-to-face -face that does not put Braille ahead of all other content matters, I'm afraid, in my opinion, your program is, is really lacking. To recap, you know, what are the purposes of these programs, these different models? Well, in Kentucky, my goals are to specifically target geographic areas in need of service providers in the area of visual impairment. Two, provide accessible programs to all populations with the convenience of the student not having to abandon positions where they are already serving a very deserving population of school children in order to gain an additional certification. We want to minimize that impact. And then also to provide the same uh, programs to persons uh, who are adding certifications without creating stress and negative impact from family abandonment. And the trick to doing this, the trick to meeting these three purposes, is that all of these considerations, all of these purposes, everything that I've talked about, has to withstand the scrutiny of academic rigor. Your distance ed programs, your online programs, all programs preparing professionals in the field of visual impairment and blindness must have the same academic rigor as if you were sitting in class taking that class face to face. It's more than a given, but we don't think about it that much. Competent, uh, qualified uh, instructors must be used that can convey the content knowledge and they must withstand the scrutiny from SACS accreditation and NCATE accreditations, all of which if you don't have, you really haven't got an orientation and mobility or visual impairment program that is going to stand on the top tier. How successful are we at doing this in Kentucky? Well, I'm going to tell you, how many of you have heard the old uh, adage, uh, it's an old saw, really? Critical shortage of VI teachers. Most of us have heard that. In Kentucky, we've done a real good job. And I will argue that we do not have a critical shortage of VI teachers in the state of Kentucky. Now, we do have a critical distribution problem. And that's why it's so important to have our DE online programs. Because if you took all the visual impaired kids receiving services in the state of Kentucky, and you divided them by the service providers that are certified through the Educational Professional Standards Boards and the Kentucky uh, Department of Education, you would have a reasonable caseload for each one of them. But the problem is that 70% of those teachers are centered geographically around uh, Louisville, Kentucky. So what we have here are many positions and many kids that are left underserved in Kentucky even. 
out in the, in the rural areas for all the reasons that we were talking that, about us having and justifying online distance education programs. We have been attacking this and we're going at it and it is our feelings that the online eclectic hybrid distance education program at the University of Louisville is, it can certainly be improved, but we are certainly attacking and meeting our mission. Thank you so much. As the March edition of ACB Reports went into production, many ACB presidents and other ACB members were on their way to Washington to attend the Affiliate Presidents Meeting and the ACB Legislative Seminar. Listen for reports from these important events along with spring fashion tips from Lynn Cooper next month on ACB Reports. You can hear past editions of ACB Reports on the web anytime by going to acbradio.org. When you write to the American Council of the Blind, please remember that we have a new address. Write to us at 2200 Wilson Boulevard, Suite 650, Arlington, Virginia, 22201. Our phone numbers remain unchanged. They are 202-467-5081 and 800-424-8666. You've been listening to ACB Reports, heard on radio information services nationwide on side four of the Braille Forum cassette edition and throughout the world on acbradio.org. ACB Reports is produced at Radio Reading Service of Mississippi, a service of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Send suggestions and comments about this program to reports at acbradio.org. Contact the American Council of the Blind online at acb.org or phone 800-424-8666. Thanks for listening, and please join us again next month for another ACB Reports.